Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. For by him all things were created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Hebrews 11.3 and Colossians 1.16. Hi, and welcome back to The Spiritual Matters. I'm TC. And I'm Ben Royal. We're glad to have you here. We're looking forward to today's session. And uh, I believe it's going to be very informative, very exciting. And uh, we, we have some things to share with you that we really believe is going to be a tremendous blessing, help, as well as uh, some things that will help people to grow and maturate and bring and come to a, a, even a greater understanding of the spiritual matters. You know why? Because the spiritual matters. All right, so without further ado, let's uh, open up in prayer. Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, because you said the entrance of your word bringing forth light, and it gives us understanding, Lord. We thank you, Lord, and we open up our hearts to you, that we might have ears to hear what you are saying, and that we may have eyes to see what you are doing. As Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father do, and I only say what I hear my Father say. So, Father, let us be unified with you, together on one accord. Father, enlighten us. Father, let our hearts be even as good ground to bring forth fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you for the spirit of truth. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us into all truth. Lead us to into the revelation of Christ and the revelation of your kingdom. And let it be plain to us. Let it really help to establish us and help our maturation and uh, understanding and wisdom and just just knowing how to maneuver, pray, and, and deal with things based upon the word of God, not based upon our feelings. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Amen. 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 So, uh, this series in the spiritual matters, we've been dealing with heavenly places. And initially we talked about the blessings in here, heavenly places. Then we talked about the Lord Jesus's kingship and lordship. You know, so th today we're going to discuss our seat together in heavenly places, which is so very important that we, that the Lord has given us a seat with him in the heavenly realm. So we're going to discuss what that means and what that looks like and how how that really uh, transferred into what we do in the earth. Because uh, the reality is we are multidimensional beings. Even though we're here on earth, we're also in the heavenly places. Not just only in heaven, but we reside in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. In other words, wherever Jesus is, we are with him spiritually. Yeah, and that just reminds me of so many times because I, you know, one of the gifting that the Lord has given me is the gift of discerning of spirits. And, um, you know, just in the beginning, him calling me as a prophet, as a seer, and even still now, even though um, he's, he's now called me to be an apostle, I still, he talks to me through dreams. 
and through visions. And there's been so many times where, you know, seemingly it, it's a dream, but I'm fully aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I am. And I'll ask, like, I have the thought to ask, where am I or whatever. So literally, even though um, it's it's seemingly earth, but I'm in a heavenly place because this is spiritual. It's my it's my soul that is that the Lord has taken and is traveling through wherever I may be. I remember one time in particular earlier on, I traveled. He he took me to Italy. I did not go of my own accord, but um, and I I met a little girl there, and I was ministering to her because she was afraid of the dark, and there she talked about monsters in her room, and I literally sat down with her and ministered to her in the streets of Italy. I've never been naturally yet, but um, actually went there and was able to minister to her and uh, give her the word of God and, and how the Lord helped me with that. Cause I was terrified when I first came to the Lord of these demons and whatnot manifesting in my room. And so I was able to help her give her the instructions that she needed and let her know she's not crazy, that these things are real, but you have power in the name of Jesus. And just, that was one instance but there were so many different instances where the Lord would take me in different places. And more recently, I um, he took me. I remember there was a, a, a young lady that was coming to the ministry and she just kind of fell off almost like the face of the earth type thing. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea where she was. And literally the Lord took me in a dream and I, I was in a house I've never been to. Um, sleeping on a couch, on that couch, and there she was. And so I'm like, oh, where am I? And so literally the Lord had me uh, basically um, in this this vision or this dream following her throughout her travels, come to find out like a week or two later through someone she knew that these were places that she actually was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And confirmation to it. So that was just one of the ways that the Lord had given me confirmation that you're not just dreaming. It's not just a vision that you're just seeing. This is actual places that he's taken me to. Just like we're here. We're sitting in this room right now. But do you understand that there is a heavenly place that is mirrored to this room as well? So... Literally in this dreamlike state or this vision, my soul is traveling through this dimension that is earth, but it's that spiritual level, that spiritual dimension of earth, if you will. And that's what that's, you know, illegally, that's what all these the witches and um, the people that do the uh, transcended meditation so that they can travel through the astral plane. That's that astral plane mm-hmm. that we're talking about. It's the different heavenly places. Um, but there's multiple, you know. It's not just this way, but upward right. towards the second and third heaven. Right. And I had some, some experiences, not quite like that. But uh, I'm of the persuasion of, more so than the soul, I believe God, because our spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit. 
that God would translate us, our spirit, man, you know. Uh, and, and just similar to that, I uh, was driving one day, this was some years ago, and I had some worship music playing, and I was just worshiping the Lord in my car, on the road, just giving them praise. All of a sudden, while I'm driving, I was caught up to heaven. And I'm actually, and, and this is so very difficult to describe or explain, but I'm actually in heaven, but I'm driving and I'm seeing, it's not like I'm not aware or I'm just like, no, 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 no. I'm driving very keen, very aware of where I'm going, the road and everything. But at the same time, I'm before the throne of God. I was caught up into heaven. So that these are some examples of what it means to be in multiple dimensions at one time. And so, um, so TC, what, you know, what's, you know, you just explained something, you know, which is very good. And we'll just want to ask you a question. What is another experience of us being seated in heavenly places with Christ? I know I mentioned, um, last week about the vision that the Lord gave me as far as, um, you know, uh, being at the throne of God in that stadium seating type setting and, um, you know, being seated there. Yeah. And I, I've had um, instances where people would recognize me and I would recognize people that have, we've never met. And I believe, and these are believers, those are prayer warriors, intercessors, prophets or whatever, and uh, I believe it's because of our seeding in heavenly places, even though we may not know each other after the natural, but we know each other spiritually. And I remember that Paul was like, y'all walk with Jesus after the flesh, but I walk with him after the spirit. So there is, there is a, a dynamic to the spiritual realm that's greater and stronger than the natural. See, the natural realm is nothing more than like a conduit for the spiritual realm to manifest in order to bring life or destroy life, to bring hope to people or, or destroy people's hope. Now, of course, when you're walking with the Holy Spirit, it, and which the gift that the Father gave us through Jesus, you know, we're, when we're walking in the Spirit with Him, of course, we're bringing life from heaven because in heaven is, is life, period. So we're bringing the life of heaven through Christ Jesus into the earth realm in order to bring forth life to people, circumstances, environments, cities, regions, or, you know, et cetera. But in a, in a spiritual realm also, there's a demonic realm, there's an evil realm, there's a dark realm, a satanic realm, where though Satan uses people who are linked up with these fallen angels and evil spirits in the spirit realm that are used to funnel evil and death into the natural realm. Like a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, let's just say R&B singers, you, you look at uh, different, you look at the last award show where Rihanna was in and you look at the last award show that Beyonce was in, and, and even videos of these, you know, taking forms of these different gods and, and bringing these things into the earth realm. There was a concert where there was an accident. What was the name of the guy who had the concert and people died? People were trampled. Travis Scott. Travis Scott, thank you. Thank you. 
And 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 even on the video, there's some captures of shadows jumping on top of the people and jumping in people. So that's the so that's what I'm saying is that us who are in this earth realm are conduits because even those people, the artists who sold their souls, uh, movie stars who sold their souls, and you know people, sports entertainers who sold their souls, they are now conduits and vessels to bring forth darkness and evil from the spiritual realm in order to bring forth death and not just f physical human death, but death and separation from God. I, I remember growing up and I, and I had two good friends and they were just like the quietest guys in the neighborhood. And boy, when NWA came out, after police and boom, boom, bang, the gangster, that's when the gangster rap started. That same summer, they don't end up shooting two people. And it's like, what in the world just happened here? But that's that's the, a perfect example of these rappers. They're tapping into something spiritual. And then the dark, the dark end of the spiritual that happens behind the scenes and funneled into the natural realm, bringing forth death and separation and destruction. Yeah. And even um, just as you were talking, I was remembering different uh, instances um, quite a while ago, but it, but some, some well, anyway, uh, I remember the first instance was I was um, I was working for this company and come to find out the guy was like there was a guy working there embezzling money. Mm. So, you know, they pursued legal action against this guy so me and my supervisor went to the courthouse when he was about when he was going to have his hearing and we're sitting in the courthouse and i just happened to be looking around and i'm seeing these evil shadow spirits hiding up in the corners above in the courthouse and so i'm like what why are they here you know but and then again I remember like even going to the movies and same thing. There's these evil spirits in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that point, this was later on with the movie theater. I remember the Lord telling me to pray against those evil spirits because they are crouching and waiting yeah, to yeah. gain access yeah. through what we're watching. Right. And so, um, you know, even with the courthouse, there was some level of influence that those spirits had over that courthouse. Right. That jurisdiction. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we don't understand that it's not we look at the natural and we look at, you know, the leaders in the land, government. Right. And all of that, you know, Congress, Senate, all of that. But we don't understand that there is a spiritual aspect right, of it. Right. And in, in that instance, when I was in the movie theater, I began to rebuke those evil spirits and pray against them um, gaining access to the people in that in that movie theater. I don't remember what type of movie it was. I know what you're talking about. I believe it was the movie. It was like a, like a hide and seek movie, but it was like they were killing people. It was like a cultic. I remember seeing a shadow sitting in the chair in the front of the theater. That that could very well be. I mean, I see them quite often. Mm -hmm. So I think we were even 
like in an Avengers movie and I saw it. So mm. it, it, it's really, it's not just um, solely uh, scary movies or horror movies, but um, there, it's a whole, it's a whole nother thing that I don't think I'm going to go into today as far as the whole movie aspect from beginning to, fin- to end. But there are certain spirits that are attached to movies, yeah. certain movies. Yeah. Um, and that could be that could be anything like you could go to a rom-com and if there is a certain uh, or if there's a specific group of spirits attached to that, then that who knows, maybe a spirit of lust or whatever. You, The thing is, the enemy is always trying to um, trip up or hinder the average Christian because you know, we tend to be like in this bubble that the Lord has helped us to be in for the most part in this world when we trust him, when we give our lives to him. So we're not just going to receive something satanic, hopefully, that just looks satanic. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to receive that. No. So he has to be deceptive in the ways that he infiltrates us. So it's through television, movie, songs, um, you know, things seemingly, oh, you know, that's harmful, mm-hmm. but you don't understand the packaging. We're not looking at the packaging, guys. We're looking at beyond that what is spiritual. Right. So even in those instances, there's been some instances where, and this was like before I remember when, you know, Blockbuster was still a thing, you know, I had my Blockbuster card, but anyway, we'd be in Blockbuster and, you know, after getting free from the spirit of fear, now I'm like, oh, this is research. Like, I want to know what it is that the enemy is trying to do, trying to, or what he's saying. So I would watch uh, scary movies just to see what they saying. And is it real at this point, um, what they're saying from what I'm now being shown by the Lord. So anyway, there I remember there's one time I was gonna, I reached for a specific movie and the Holy Spirit was like absolutely not. And so there there are a number of reasons why. Uh number one being listen, if you don't have to go through you don't want to open yourself up to things unnecessarily. So that's number one, but uh, number two, I probably at that point, I was still younger in the Lord. So there's a lot of things that things that the Lord has revealed now, which would have really been too much for me then. Um, so there's a whole bunch of factors um, to to consider. But the Lord, the Holy Spirit knows. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I would just say, listen to the Holy Spirit. Like he's going to lead you and guide you into what you should do. Should you get up and walk out? It's not always so cut and dry that this is what you do every time. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to lead you and guide you. Because even um, in that movie theater, I was at a point where I could war against those things that I was seeing. Um, But like I said, when I first gave my life to the Lord and I I was going to that church and the pastor was like, hey, can Mm -hmm. you pray? Because you're seeing demons in here. I don't even know how to pray. At that point, that that was too much for me. Right, right. And there was, I wouldn't have been able to, because we're talking about beings that have power. We just so happen to have the greatest power, who is the Holy Spirit living in Amen. us. But if you don't know that, it's still, 
of no effect. Right. And I have part B answer, second answer to that question, whereas I say it's a believer in there mm-hmm. uh, or unbeliever that don't know Jesus, but this person is able to see demons and different things like that. You're not crazy. That's yeah. number one. You are not crazy. What you're seeing is real. What you're hearing is real. Right. The devil wanted to put you away and make you look or sound crazy because he know that you have intel that a lot of people don't have. So you give your life to the Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit will begin to lead you and guide you and, 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 and couple you up with uh, some godly leaders that are strong in the realm of the spirit that can teach you how to use and maneuver your spiritual gifting, which is the gift of discerning of spirits. But um, you're an unbeliever. And you're in a movie theater or, in, or no matter where, a concert. I mean, even this, the, it was a sister who was at one of the latest concerts. And she was like, oh, no, they chant demonic stuff. I'm up out of here. My advice to you, get up out of there. Yeah. Especially as a uh, unbeliever, you have no power over the devil. So if you see spirits in a, in a, in a, in a uh, building or in a, uh, in a movie theater or in a concert, get out of there. And on your way out, call upon the name of Jesus. His name, the Bible said demons tremble at his name. Call upon the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, because those things are assigned to follow you home, to attach themselves to you. Yeah. And also, you you think about Beyonce's concert, they had a portal built. Now, that wasn't just a stage prop. And she will never tell you that that was just a stage prop. But her consent was to, you know, transport evil spirits from the spiritual realm to the natural realm upon those who paid a ticket to receive them. So right, not to, only did to they partake to partake in this ritual. Right. It's a ritual. So it's not only did you voluntarily be a part of it, but you paid to be a part of it. So, you know, the devil going to make sure you get what you paid for. But if that was you, I would just, even in that, call on the name of Jesus and ask him for forgiveness and ask him to deliver you from the tricks and the snares and the bondage of the devil, of the enemy. Because these folks are very deceptive, very, very deceptive. And the thing is, the only people in this earth that has the solution, that has the power, is the church. I didn't say a church. I didn't say a church building. I didn't say a church organization. It's the church, the people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, as my wife just said. And the reason why, you know, Satanism and the powers of darkness is so dominant and preeminent in these days is because the church is busy with fleshly and carnal things. The devil has us distracted with carnal and fleshly things. What do I mean by that? People preaching about your your felt needs and, you know, prophesying cars and homes, but not dealing with sin, not dealing with the revelation of the kingdom, not bringing forth those things that are needed to, to bring a person to repentance and salvation before Christ. So, and then how feel good about yourself. Think positive. Think positive. No, I don't care how positive you think. Your th- positive thinking will never get rid of a demon. It takes the power of Christ. It takes the power of our resurrected Savior that's in us in order to set captives free. Right. It will only suppress or cover up or help you cope with for a short amount of time. But then when something hits, 
that is distressing or that is stressful or whatever, right, right. then then it's like, oh, shoot, how do I deal with this? Like the things that I've I was watching a testimony the other day of this um, young lady that came out of New Age and she was saying that, you know, she she studied all of the, the mantras and everything that this book had told her to do. But then when she went through a really bad breakup with a boyfriend, she was distraught. And she just she was I don't I don't know how to come out of this. I, you know, I, I, I've been taught what to do through this book. And it's not working. Well, then that's when she turned to Jesus mm -hmm. and saw the difference um, that he literally eradicates sin. Right, right. It's not just a covering up. Mm -hmm. It's not just a concealing. It's not just a coping mechanism. It's literally he gets rid of it. It's cast out. Right. And the thing about sin is sin is a deed, but the deed is promoted by a being. Because even if you look at the book of Genesis where uh, Cain and Abel presented their gift before God, Cain was rejected, his gift was rejected, Abel was received. And God said something very interesting to Cain. God said, Cain, why have your continents fallen? He said, if you do that which is right, would it not be accepted? But if not, sin waits for you at the door. Now, how can an action wait for you? It was an entity that was waiting to jump in and or on Cain in order. And we see the results of that. What happened? Cain ended up killing his brother. So sin is just not an act or a deed. Sin is also an entity. Just like uh, the Bible tells us, Paul wrote about the man of sin. Just like I am considered a man of God and you are a woman of God, right? Mm, yeah. So therefore, when Paul said, when the man of sin is revealed, that word sin or that word was describing an entity. His name was Satan. He was a man of Satan. He was a man of the devil. He was the Antichrist. So that's why the Bible says when we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. So that's dealing with the deed and the action and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That deals with the deliverance. He cleanses us from these unrighteous spirits who are forcing and pushing and promoting and deceiving us in order to do these unrighteous deeds or acts. So we have the, the entities of sin and we have the actions of sin that, you know, separates us from God. And, you know, something came back to me that you were uh, talking about in the beginning, how just uh, how the Lord take you to different places, different countries, and you minister to people. I watched a video uh, probably uh, early in the week or late last week where this man was saying the very exact same things that my wife just said. How he said a lot of people, whether you believe it or not, this is real. God does this with people because he always does it with me. He said, God takes me in, in, in the spirit and translate me to different countries where I've never been and I'll talk to people. You know, and, and he had the same testimony that he had saw somebody, talked to somebody, and then, um, you know, he, he heard through someone else what happened to that person. It was exactly what he talked to them about. So God is not limited through time and space. So that's why we need to understand the spiritual matters, because these people that are working in the darkness and the dark arts, they understand these things and they don't need to destroy people. 
You know, they are, they are even preachers and stuff like that who, who have sold their souls to Satan that know they work for Satan. Because the Bible says, if Satan masquerade himself as an, angel, as an angel of light, no wonder his messengers masquerade or his servants or his ministers masquerade as ministers of righteousness. Yeah. So Paul was warning us, you know, so what, what, what happens is these people in a dark realm, especially those who are the light side of the demonic system, they meet in the heavenly places with Satan and with principalities yeah. to get their strategies and what to do. Yeah. And it's, it's good to understand that the things in the spirit, there, there are laws and, um, uh, what is it? Principles, mm -hmm. right? Right. They're not exactly the same as the principles of this earth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one would take, because I, I had another instance that came back to my mind. One would say the principles of this world would be you don't just wake up one day and you speak another language. You have to learn that language. Right. 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 However, I remember even um, there were times where I would travel to different places, different countries, and I would speak the language and it would it would shock me because mm -hmm. I'm like talking to somebody. I'm like, what am I saying? Like, and they're understanding me. We're talking back and forth. And it's almost like a bat, like a, like a translation in my mind. Like I know, like we're speaking English in my mind, but I'm hearing it and we're not speaking English. Right. Right. And so, um, just those kind of instances that the Lord is showing, look, I'm outside of time. So the things that I do, you're not going to understand but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting because there's so many things that I know I because I I'm always telling you what's going on with me, what dreams or visions I've had. And more recently, we've been seeing these shows, these TV shows come out and we'll see the the, you know, advertisement for it. And we'll just look at each other like, is that not what I was telling you? The Lord was showing me like that. This one show I remember I, I don't remember the name of it, but the guy, like, he's basically translated to different places, but he's not himself. Mm -hmm. He's literally somebody else. And that that's what the Lord would do. It, it, even in some of the, the visions and dreams that he would give me, I would be in different places. And I right. think that I'm me. Right. And, and, and it's something because uh, God... Like, for instance, there was another example where uh, you woke up in the middle of the night and you were crying and bawling. And so I just started praying because I know she had a dream or a vision. And so um, you were crying and bawling. And when you, when you were able to bring yourself together, you were just sharing how these little kids were locked in cages in the, either in the cellar or a dungeon or something like that and how you went through and unlocking the cages the girls was in or the kids were in and then uh, sure enough the sister this you know i'm not saying sister in terms of you know the color of the skin i'm saying sister in christ when she was in um this was a couple years after when we saw this after the dream she was describing how they were locked in cages and somebody just unlocked the cages and they all escaped. Then there was another dream 
that uh, you woke up crying and you led people out of a jumped out of a window and you know that we got another video testimony of the same very same thing so these things it, it, they're real they're real and uh i remember when the lord had showed you how the kids were being held for uh satan satan ritualistic abuse and sex trafficking somewhere under the ground and we prayed and we reached out to some people to pray along with us for seven days, seven days of prayer and fasting for these kids to be released. Yeah. On the eighth day, on the news, they had kids coming up from under the ground that was that was held as slaves. Children. Yeah. Some of them were dying because they had been under there for so long that the sun killed them. This stuff is real, people. And the devil does not want us to know that the spiritual matters. Where God is putting us, where God has seated us, it matters. Yeah. There's so, power. And like I was saying before, we have power through the Holy Spirit, right? Well, we're here not just to live in this natural realm, but the two connect. And so that's what I learned earlier on when I would have, you know, the spiritual warfare at night and especially around Halloween time, you'd have these uh, witches trying to open these portals and that in that city that I was in at the time. And I'd be rebuking it and closing it when the Holy Spirit was like, well, wait a minute, you know, you're you're rebuking this person from astral projecting, but. What about the demon right. that's empowering right. this person? So very early on, I realized, wait a minute, why would I fear a person, especially a witch or a warlock, when they're just getting their power from a demonic spirit, an evil spirit, a fallen angel, whatever, when the Holy Spirit has more power than all of them put together, like literally, and he's in me. So why would I fear that? No, I, I understand the power. I understand the seat that I hold. There we go. You know, in heavenly places. So therefore, I can rebuke them and they have to leave. And literally we would see change happen naturally. Exactly. In, around us be, because of it. Because why? Because the root of it is a spiritual matter. It's not just merely, you know, cleaning up an area and trying to help to get you know, the drugs and and uh, prostitutes and all of that off the streets and and, and building up the sit, the uh, businesses. No, you have to go to the root of it. What is the principality over that city? Right. You need to bind and rebuke that thing. Right. Cast it out. Put Amen. Jesus on the throne. Right. And then you'll see change. Remember I saw a vision years and years ago. People who know me for years, I remember this, that um, I, I looked up. And I was in the city. It was skyscrapers and everything. I can't say what's, what the city was. I don't know if it was Philadelphia, New York, Atlanta. I don't know where it was. But I soon saw this huge being that was stepping over skyscrapers. Legs was very skinny. Had a huge belly. And had a, back, had a sack, hold, a huge sack full of whatever was in it. And I said, Lord, what is that? He said, that's the spirit of poverty. He said, that's the spirit of lack that is robbing people of their 
life and inheritance. Like you say, it's a spiritual being. So I begin to rebuke and, and, and pray against that spirit because this homelessness situation is not just natural. There are spiritual principalities that are involved. Just like you were saying, the drugs, the prostitution, the sex trafficking. The law enforcement's are great to 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 catch and apprehend and set, but we have to go to the root. See, they have to enforce the laws naturally because they've been given the natural authority with their badge and natural power with their gun in order to set people free naturally. But us as the church, as the body of Christ, must take our place spiritually and begin to battle demonic forces, fallen angels with the power of God to bind them. What so we bind on earth should be bound in heaven. What so we loose on earth should be loose in heaven. So we have to, like my wife was saying, we have to learn and, 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 and be instructed and equipped to walk in that level with Christ because we are seated with him in heavenly places. So we have to know the power of our seat. See, we have, what do we have? They have a badge to represent their authority. What do we have? We have the Holy Ghost. They have a gun for their power. What do we have? The Holy Ghost. Jesus said that dwell in, to, to, in Jerusalem till you be filled with the promise of God. And then when they were, he said, now, uh, go, well, before they were, he said, go, in, go into uh, Jerusalem and pray and wait, you know, until you're, f f you know, filled with power. That word power means dunamis, explosiveness, which is the Holy Spirit. And then you'll be witnesses for me. So it's important for us to understand that Jesus said all power is his and he's given us all power by the Holy Spirit. And that there is nothing that can even compare to even say fallen angels and demonic forces is inferior to Christ. That's still comparing or inferior to the Holy Spirit. That's still comparing. They're in no category with the Holy Spirit. And I, you know, and I, and I love the, the, the very truth that, you know, when there was a war in heaven, Michael and his angels rose up and fought against the devil and the devil fought back with his angels. They Listen, the angels that are with us, it would, Jesus didn't stand up from the right hand of the Father. The, the Father didn't come and with a sword. and No, the angels defeated the very fallen angels and principalities that we're contending with. And those angels are fighting on our side, so why do we fear? Yeah, I think, I think maybe you sent a video uh, recently, I was listening to it, and the guy on there was saying, that literally one angel bound Satan in the end. One, one angel with, with one chain. And that's what I was saying before, how um, that when we say, when we speak to an evil seer and say, be bound in Jesus' name, our words don't go up and wrap around them. An angel literally takes a chain and wrap it around them. According to the book of Revelation, when the angel wrapped up around Satan, wrapped the chain around Satan and cast him into the bottomless pit. Jesus didn't do that. God didn't do that. It was an angel. So, so and these angels are with us. They are so great and they are so powerful. But do you know what they're saying to us? We're with y'all. You all guys are great and you are powerful. All things are possible for those who believe. Yeah. See, fear is just a tactic of the enemy hindering us from really becoming who we truly are in Christ. So uh, we just, and we're talking about our seat together. Now, I want you to notice something here. We, Ephesians 2.6, it says, 
He has raised us up together. And that raised us up not only means in the heavenly realm, but it means it rose us up from the dead. We were all dead in trespasses and sin. So he's raised us up together. That means there's no greater you and no little you, the greater me and little you. We might have different responsibilities, different callings, different titles or whatever you, whatever you want to, however you want to describe it. But we all are important puzzle pieces to the kingdom of God. So he, so he raised us up from the dead. He raised us up from death unto life. And then he set us, he made us sit together in heavenly places. So in other words, he raised us up from the dead together in Christ. Then he made us, he equipped us, he empowered us to sit together, together in heavenly places. And what is the enemy tactic? He want us to be separate. He want us to be going against each other, competing against each other. And I always say, whoever you compete against is your enemy. That's why we don't promote competition here at this ministry. We don't promote competition anywhere except we playing basketball. We playing a little board game. You know, if I want to spank you up in some Uno, we, we got some competition, you know, going on there. But it's like, but when it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to spiritual matters in Christ, we are raised up together. So the Bible talks about how all of us is important because every joint must supply. We all have something so very important. I'm smiling because I am not competitive at all when it comes to that kind of stuff. But you still, you still be spanking people in Uno. That's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know she, 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 she be cheating. Like Holy Spirit, help me. She end up kicking everybody butt. I'm looking at her like, uh huh, you cheating. As even the other day when we were playing um, the video games oh, with, with our grandson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. My first time playing, uh, was it 2K? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it, 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 was, it was, uh, it was, uh, what is it? NBA. NBA 2K22. Yeah. So we're like playing, I'm pl- he's playing against me. We're playing one-on-one. And I'm like, Lord, I, what am I doing? Like, help me out. And ended up spanking him. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. It was funny. It's like it's like, nah, you supposed to take it easy on me. I said, what? I said, you you been you played this more than her. She did the first time. But That's anyway, the Holy Spirit. He'll help you with everything. He'll help you with everything. But listen, it's important that to understand two things. Number one, that He's raised us up. You're no longer submitted to dead works. You're no longer subject to the enemy. You're no longer. Uh, bound by the enemy, you no longer limited by the enemy or the flesh or sin. He's raised us up and understanding he raised us up together. We all need each other. Even as who I am, I don't say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a apostle, I'm a chief apostle. So, you know, I don't know. I'm serving of everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. And I need everybody's prayer. God, give you an encouraging word for me. Please send it my way. Amen. Because we need each other. We're raised up together. we raised up to sit together, to fight together, to pray together. Not not fight against each other, but fight together against the enemy. To pray together, to to, to do whatever is necessary to to help one another, whether it's encouragement, whether it's a, a hug, whether it's a keep going, girl, God got you, no matter what it is. Yeah, and this is by design. This is how he created it. 
So we always talk about the pattern uh, that the Lord set up. And this this is part of that. It's that being together. That's why when the enemy tries to isolate, you know, it's not God. That's not that's not how he set it up, because right. there's power uh, when we come together. Amen. Amen. So he's raised us up together. And he made us not forced us. But he arranged us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. So, like I said, the word raised, it means to rise, to rouse and to rise from the dead. It, it means to in company with. So we've been raised up together. See, the enemy understands that when two or three are together in agreement there, Christ is in the midst. And 1 John chapter 3 tells us that Jesus was manifest or in the midst to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he doesn't want us unified. But if you look at, you don't see Satanists go up against Freemasons. You don't see, uh, you know, these different cults and all that stuff go against each other. They're like different denominations, different sects of Satanism or Luciferian worship. But they don't fight against each other. It's just the church. We're the most powerful entity, not organization. The church is not an organization. The church is a living organism. We're the most powerful entity in this earth that forms the body and the power of Christ through us. But Satan wants us disconnected. That's why he's so successful in human trafficking. That's why he's so successful in the drug culture. That's why he's so successful even with... Uh, um, you know, the LGBTQ and other letters community. That's why he's so successful with the drug dealers and all this. I'm not beating anybody up or, or diminishing. I'm saying all of it is sin. He's so successful at holding people in sin and deceiving people to think what they're doing is right. Or they know they're doing is wrong, but they're going to keep doing it because there's no consequences to them doing it besides getting locked up. No, there's consequences for everybody when we go and stand before God. Right. It's like asking somebody, and I always bring it back to this because this was something that I struggled with for so long, lying. It's like asking somebody, well, you know, is lying good? Mm -hmm. I guess some people would say mm. it works out to your benefit, but really, nope. uh, to the root of it, it's not. Mm -mm. So it's sin. Just because I say that lying works for my benefit because of my profession or whatever I may do, hypoth hypothetically speaking, it still doesn't make it right. Right. And and it's it may have a temporary benefit, but it has eternal damnation. Yeah. Because every liar will have that part in the lake of fire. So he's raised us up. And when if he raised you up out of the dead, that means if he raised you above death, then you have power over sin. You have power over these things. But the enemy don't want us to know. He don't want us to operate in that authority that we have through Christ Jesus. That's why he's distracting us with things, with, with, with the cares of this life, with the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. He wants us distracted so we won't deal and see the spiritual matters for what it is so that we won't, you know, we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. But it's just like if, 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 if a king passes and his son, which is five years old, now is the king. And that, and that five-year-old just sitting in the, on a throne, 
He just playing with the little jewels. He don't know what he's doing. That's the body of Christ. We have all this power, but yet we're playing. We're playing games. We're playing with, with what we see. and we we distracted by what we like and what we don't like. And even that child is given governors and tutors. And what do they call it? A, uh, the, I, don't, I don't remember. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They're given a certain person that will help them to grow into that kingship. Right? They have people that will protect them and look out for them and make sure that, um, you know, there's no danger around them and all that kind of stuff. They're That's, basically ruling through the child. Through a proxy or whatever. Right. But they're not the king, but they have that power. Right. And they're training the king or queen for rulership and they're showing them examples. They're taking them to different things and showing them why they made this decision and what effects it will have and just, you know, lead them in the right way. But that's how it is with the body of Christ. We have these powerful seats in Christ, but we don't, we're so immature because. The enemy to ministers and preachers has had us focused on this natural world. Yeah. What we can get, how much we can make, how, how good we can feel about ourselves. But I, I surmise if we do what Jesus said, when Jesus said, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, seek first the kingdom of God to bring that on earth, his righteousness, his way of doing things. All those things that we're bumping our heads and trampling over people and trying to pull people down to receive. He said, I'm going to add it to you. So understanding our seat is like, okay, Lord, I'm sitting where you want me to sit. Help me to grow in this thing. Send me the help that I need to become a tour in this thing so that I could do your will. If we set our hearts to do the will of God, we will begin to see power exude from us. You'll begin to see prayers answered and impossible things happen. You will see God will visit you. Angels will visit you. And 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 this this thought came to me maybe a week ago, and I'm thinking, well, what does that experience have to do with being seated in heavenly places? I guess it just it just uh, made sense to me. Um, one day I was praying. This was some years ago, and I was just really, really interceding, and I was just really engaged in the enemy and spiritual warfare, praying in the spirit, binding, rebuking, loosing, and all those things, and. I looked out of my peripheral vision and there was an entity that was standing against the wall watching me. Like, I don't know if he was sent to spy out or, or I was touching some things. He trying to see who this person is. I don't know. But I saw him clear as day. And, and I believe I know who it was. And I'm not, I may put his name in the book. I may not. Depends on how the Holy Spirit leads me, but I'm not going to say it on there. And he was looking at me. And so I went and stood right where he was. And when he noticed I was coming that way, he disappeared. But I felt the presence. I felt that he was still there. So I went and stood directly where, where he was standing, face to face. I said, you have no power here in the name of Jesus. I bind and rebuke you. Be gone from this place. You don't ever come back. You're not welcome here. Right? And I felt that presence go, you know. And then uh, years after that, I was um, I was in prayer. And... Uh, in my room, and uh, it's a different place. And I was just saying, the Lord was showing me things that he wanted me to do. And I'm looking at me like, there's no way I can do this stuff. I mean, 
I'm not that smart. I'm not that strong. I'm not that uh, cool. I'm not whatever. I just don't have anything it takes to do this. And I told God, I said, I need help. I said, I can't do this. I need you to help me. And an angel came down through my ceiling and stood right before me. He had a white robe, but it was glistening. It almost, almost looked like it was uh, iridescent. His face was white, not like Caucasian white, but his face was white and it was beautiful. And his face is also a little iridescent. His hair was jet black and went straight back and down. And he, and he said to me, and I'm sitting here looking at him, and he said to me, my name is, the Lord sent me to help you. And I, and, I, and I stuck out my hand to shake his hand. He shook my hand. I said, I said I'm said i Ryan. You know, of course, then my name was Ryan. I said, I'm Ryan. He said, I know, Ryan. The Lord has sent me to help you. And then when he let go of my hand, I let go. Then he went right back up through the ceiling. And years and years later, we were listening to this woman of God who came out of the uh, cultic system. She was part of the, one of the elite families. And she went through training and all that kind of stuff. And so she was kind of breaking down the four quadrants and the principalities over those quadrants and who, what, what angels, what demons were in op- opposing each other in those particular quadrants. Lo and behold, it blew me and my wife's mind that the demonic force or the, the evil entity that was in my room that day and the angel that came to see me, to tell me that the Lord has sent him to help me, was the, the corresponding forces in that region, one the angel and one demonic, the same exact two. That blew my mind. I, I was just like, I was floored. But then I began to understand. And that's when we really begin to understand the, the, the supernatural realms and how it's divided, the quadrants and how the world is made by God and all that kind of stuff. So so after that, I remember I was, I was driving and this was probably about maybe, it wasn't a year, but it was some months after that. No, before that, I had a dream. But it was like one of those things that you were saying. There's a little kid that was a little girl that was in a toy out playing with a toy sitting on the floor. I don't know where her parents were. So I was walking past the toy out and I saw her. Then I saw a demon attacking her. And she was just so scared and so paranoid. So I ran up and I told that demon, I said, Lucy, now rebuke you in Jesus' name. And the demon shot, right? Because I don't, look, spiritual realm is different from the natural realm. You know, in spiritual realm, we don't even understand how powerful we are. How you might look at yourself in the mirror, don't see anything, but a demon look at you, you feel with God, the glory of God is on you, full of light. Light is exuding from you, right? That's why he said, you are the light of this world. That's literal. So I went after this demon. And so I was, I was going and rebuking him, getting him out of the region. And all of a sudden he stopped and I stopped. And he looked up. I looked up. And I saw this bright light. And he went like this, so fast. We, I mean, you just, and what happened was an angel came down. A different angel came down. And, and he didn't tell me his name, but I'm going to describe him. He had, a, he, had a, he had a face of a lion. He had eyes, his eyes, his, his, his uh, irises was gold and his pupil was silver. He had a white robe, but the, in the white robe, it had like tassels and it had like pleats and it had like, um, what do you call it? Um, 
it's like cuffs, but it's like, um, but it wasn't just, it wasn't just in the sleeves. It was all over. It was just like the road would have this lining, but it was like this thick and it was gold and sparkling, right? He was so massive. I think I may have shared a little bit of this before. He was so massive and the glory of God was all around him. And when I saw him, we, he came down like this and say, you watching me is where I it was, where I am, where I was. He came down to me with his wings spread loud, out wide, and he went like this. He lighted in front of me. He didn't touch the ground. He just came down with his wings out and was in front of me. And, and, and I don't know if you ever ate Pop Rocks. But the atmosphere felt like prop rocks. It was like uh, the atmosphere around him was alive. It was the glory of God. And the atmosphere around him was so thick it held me up. Whereas I was no longer like standing on my own two feet. And he said to me, he said to me, he said, don't be afraid because I'm with you wherever you go. Then he said it again to me. He said, I am here with you wherever you go. Do not, don't be afraid. So then he was talking to me, and I don't know what he was saying because I was seeing myself being drawn back into my body. So I was give, I, there was a distance, and he was he was talking. I have no idea what he was saying. But then uh, when I came out of the vision, I was just like, I felt the presence of God so strong. And then so um, a little while after that, maybe months after that, I was um, driving in my my my. Steering wheel start shaking. So I thought it was something wrong with the CV shaft. So I, I went home and uh, parked the car. And next month, I was going to take it to the dealership. And I'm at the table eating some Fruity Pebbles. And at, out of nowhere, I'm sitting outside at my kitchen table eating Fruity Pebbles. I'm sitting in the back. And the, the two angels I saw was pointing down to my passenger right tire. I mean, my passenger front tire. And I'm like, so all of a sudden I'm back in the house. So I just opened the door, 10 feet away from the door, I opened the door, went out, and I kind of kneeled down to see what's going on. I didn't see anything on the front side or when I was standing behind the tire. Then I walked toward the front of the car and bent down. The whole tire and inside was shredded, and I was about to hit the highway. That's about to hit the highway. That tire would have blown out. Why am I sharing this? I want everybody to know that God is with us and his angels are with us. They're here to protect us. They're here to fight alongside of us. You may not have seen their angels as a sign to you, but rest assured they are there. They are there. Some may see them from time to time, some may not. It doesn't matter. What matters is us focusing on the will of the Father, being sitting in our seat to do what God has called us to do. We have no idea how great and powerful prayer is, how decreeing is, how speaking the word of God is, how being sold out for Jesus is. Can I share with y'all a secret? The more you're sold out to Jesus, the more you believe him, the more powerful you become and walk in. So we have all the power in us. But what releases that power is our faith and our faithfulness to Jesus. The closer we get to him, the more we become like him, the more power is able to move through us. 
That's why some people love Jesus. They can cast out a devil. But then some people, they love Jesus, but they can't. It's not that they can't, but there's something in them, the fear of something that's not allowing the power of God to manifest in order to help people. And that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants us to be powerless, even though we have all the power that the great more power than all the world has. Right. The power that rose Jesus from the dead. Right. The power that created everything, everything. including Satan and his fallen angels. And every, yeah, he lives in us. Yeah. But the enemy doesn't want to. And then not only, like I was saying before, the angels that kick the enemy out of the heavenly realm are on our side. They fighting along with us. Like the angels said, like God said throughout the whole Bible, 366 times, fear not. Fear not. But if we are consumed with what's going on with us and we don't focus on the will of God, amen, we don't focus on the will of God, then God will let us focus on what we focused on and he'll focus on his thing. But if you focus on God's thing, he'll focus on your thing. So we have to get this as the body of Christ. We have to understand this, that God has us. God shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But how are you going to get it if you're not, you know, faithfully considering the will of God through Christ? then you're going to have to go make it happen for yourself. So you're taking a spiritual matter and making it a natural matter and one day and getting frustrated while the natural matter isn't working because it's the spiritual matter that changes, rearranges, and makes new what's happening in the natural. Right. So if we focus on the will of God, if we focus on the, on the, on the purpose that God has put us in this earth, those, a lot of those things that we frustrate about and, 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 and we desire, and God will give it to us because now we're in the seat. Now, the first, the first part of this series in spiritual matters, when we talked about the heavenly places, the first thing we talked about is our blessings are in heavenly places. He blessed us with all, he gave us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So how can we partake of those things if we're not sitting in our seat in heavenly places? Just want to think about that. If we're so consumed about what's going on and, and what it looks like, what it feels like, we're distracted by the enemy, you know, through people, through circumstances, no matter what it is, then we will never really tap into the spiritual blessings that's in heavenly places. But if you're seated with him in heavenly places, we all we got to do is reach it for a while because the kingdom of God is in our reach. And we have to bring the heavenly places that we're sitting into, which is, you know, the, uh, the presence of heaven down into the earth realm. That's why that's the connection. We are just like Jacob saw the ladder. That ladder really represents Christ. Angels ascending and descending because Jesus said in the book of Acts, you shall see the angels ascend and descend upon the Son of Man. So the angels ascend and descend upon Jesus, upon his will, upon who he is, upon God. Then as we stand and we, we're standing with our feet in heaven, but our seat, I mean our feet on earth, but our seat in heaven, the angels, we get the permission of the angels to flow through those portals and those open doors, you know, because the Son of Man is in us. So now we're connected with the Son of Man and the, and the angels can now descend and descend based upon what we need because they're descending and ascending based upon the Son of Man or the Son of God. So listen, 
what you're going through right now, whether psychological, emotional, because last week was a rough week week for me, or this week, earlier this week, because I had dreams and God was showing me some things about me that I didn't know that he was dealing with. You know, things that I've held on to since I was a kid. And, you know, and I love when you do those things because at certain times when God is about to bring you to another level, he'll bring these things to your mind and he'll show you, reveal it through dreams. It might be a prophetic word or whatever, because it's time he's saying, no, nah, it's not time for me to deal with you. It's time for me to turn up the heat so I can get that out of you. If you repent of it and confess it, then will there be hurts or pains or all those things? So God... He's, he's sanctifying us for a great purpose. He's cleansing us for a great purpose. Don't allow the enemy to distract you with feelings, with finances, with friends or even foes. Focus on Jesus. And ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to lead you and guide you into all truth. Make up your mind. Say, Lord, I choose to sit in my place with you in heavenly places. Whatever that means. I choose to sit with you because then you will follow the authority of heaven into the earth realm and you will see change, not just in your life, but change in people's lives around you, change in the environment. You will see the environment of heaven begin to manifest. That's why Jesus said, you know, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He brought the environment of heaven into the earth realm. And that's why we saw the, the people healed and delivered. And, you know, the, uh, and the only folks that was mad was the devil and those who, who are his children? Like Jesus told the uh, people that uh, the Pharisees, you are of your father the devil. Yeah, they're going to be upset. But let them be upset. But let people that they have in bondage be made free in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. So you have a seat. Just say, Father, I choose. Father, I choose. To sit in my seat with to you. To sit in my seat with you. Forgive me. For rebellion, for rebellion, and even ignorance. Even ignorance. See, I renounce ignorance. I renounce ignorance. Because your people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because your people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. See, my heart and my mind and my being. My heart and my mind and my being is open to the revelation of the truth. Is open to the revelation of the truth. Open my eyes, my heart, and ears. To hear, to see, and to know. To hear, to see, and to know. What you are doing and saying. What you are doing and saying. And the things you want to show me. And the things you want to show me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Have your way in me. Have your way in me. Amen. 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 Before we close out there, any more questions or comments? Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, we love you. We want God's perfect will to be done in your life. We want, we want, we we want to hear. Even if we don't know you, we'll we'll recognize you in heaven. We want to hear God say to you, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of the Lord." Amen. 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 Be encouraged. Be strengthened. As a matter of fact, I speak strength upon you. I rebuke every spirit of irritation and agitation, every spirit of fear and insecurity. Abandonment and rejection. The word of God said you are accepted in the beloved. You're not a mistake. You're here for a reason. And all the hell that you've been going through. God has allowed it. You may be equipped people who's going to hell. God's about to bring you out. Mm -hmm. 
Just lift up your head to him. Just lift up your hands to him and ask him, Lord, have your way in my life. And he's going to turn things around and going to blow your mind what he's going to do in, for, and through you. The Father loves you. Jesus came and died for us. He rose from the dead. Jesus is alive. And he's waiting for you. So if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, or you may have known him or heard him or went to church, but you never really submitted your life to him, just say, Lord Jesus, here I am. I give you my life. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Change my life to what you created it to be. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to do your will. Father, I thank you for loving me so much that you would send your son to die for me. I receive Jesus. Have your way in my life, Father, and fill me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. And if that was you, I, I encourage everybody who get a life to the Lord or recommit their life to the Lord and periodically go back to the Gospels, which are the first four books in the New Testament. But only start with the fourth of the four, the fourth of the first books, four books, the book of John, and read the book of John. It talks about Jesus loves, how much he loves us and his love for people and his love for humanity. Then after you read that fourth book, go back to the first book in the New Testament, Matthew, and might read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John again. And that'll give you a, a very good foundational relationship with Christ. Each one of them have a different perspective based on their relationship with him. And they explain things based upon their relationship. And it's, it's, it's beautiful to see. And they all confirm one another. So I encourage you to do that. But I just want to let you know that we love you. Yeah. And we, we appreciate you sharing your time with us and letting us have a part and a word in your life that will really help you. We're honored for that. And uh, we look forward to the next time. We love you and be blessed. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Spiritual Matters. Tune into new episodes every other Friday. Have any questions? Comment below or email us at info at globalcore.org. That's info at globalcore.org.